Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, Dave Pollard, and Mark Lazell. Oh, you suck! You suck! <laughs> the Sports Blast. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN, New Hampshire, ESPN, NHRadio.com. Uh, switching gears, I want to get into this topic. Uh, Adam Jones, by now I'm sure everyone's heard about this topic that has just blown up over the course of this week. What? Uh, you haven't heard? You've no, I haven't. Under a rock? I mean, I've been at Fenway the past 10 days, <laughs> yeah, I was and actually, I hadn't heard. I was actually at this game, so I'm not completely <laughs> surprised because it was kind we of uh, dumb often on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was at this game on Monday, and uh, it was Me kind too. of a wet, raw night. It was. Not a lot of people were there. So it was one of those games where if you're a player, you can kind of start hearing the voices. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when it's a full house, you mm-hmm. kind of everything Pay gets. Attention. Yeah. Things right. are a little bit more quiet there was like throughout one, the stadium. Right. There's like one fan. Also, the, the people that so are there are, are cold and getting drunk. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a bunch of drunks. Bad recipe. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to the audio of Adam Jones describing what exactly happened to him on Monday, uh, and then we're going to discuss it. Uh, The fans, they don't need to welcome us. It's all part of the the competitive edge for the the fan base, too, to, you know, tell the opponents, you know, you suck, ha-ha, you struck out, and various things on your performance, which is completely understandable and in the lines of... uh, just how sports work and how fan bases work and um, so I just heard that all night and then just caught something that caught my attention uh, I heard the n-word and you know I, I, I get certain reactions when you know someone says something clever or says something really really stupid and ignorant and last night it was not clever it was really stupid and ignorant so it caught my attention and you know by the time you look back you can't tell who says what or who's doing what so I just was like okay this is really uh, it's really how it's going to go down here. So, okay. Adam, I mean, do, just worry about do you think it was more than one person? I don't know. It's hard to uh, it's hard to say exactly who is what, whose voices are where. I mean, I'm focused on a game. Dylan Bunny was pitching a hell of a game, so I was focused on that. If the person or persons are watching right now, what would you say to them? Square up. Let's fight and get it over with. Adam, Adam, is this a Boston are, thing or a stupid person thing in your mind? I mean, I'm not going to go and say that, oh, all Boston fans are, are like this. That would that be very stupid for me to even mention something like that. I mean, my uh, career playing against the Red Sox has been amazing. They're, they support their fans. I mean, they support their players. Uh, I know the four franchises in this area have been very good, especially in my life. And um, so they, they expect winning in, this, in the New England area, which is understandable. And they're very competitive as a fan base, which is completely understandable also. But... And just things like this, they just don't uh, they don't have a place in the game. I mean, I thought we we moved past that a long time ago, but obviously with what's going on in the, you know in the real world, things like this, people are out people are uh, outraged and speaking up at an alarming rate, and it's unfortunate that uh, I had to be involved with it. Okay, first of all, kudos to Adam Jones for actually saying something and speaking up, mm-hmm. because now more guys are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, CC Sabathia being one of them. And uh, before that, we had never really heard anyone actually come out and say, yeah, we've been hearing this. People say the N-word. Well, yeah, but it doesn't just happen in Boston. Correct. No, no but, it happens everywhere. But, uh, it, happened, it does happen everywhere. But it here's happened the thing. in San Francisco. A banana got thrown it's, at someone. Sure, sure, that happens. But I was talking to Dave about this yesterday, and he could probably shed the most light on this. Uh, because of the history of racism in Boston, we all know about you know the busing crisis you know, 30, 40, 40 years ago in Southie. And Dave, being from Southie, although you did not witness it, 
you know people who, I mean, I'm, your parents witnessed it. You know people who are probably like 30, 40 years older than, her, than us who witnessed it. So you were telling me that you were not at all surprised to hear that this happened at Fenway. No, and, and you know what? I'm I'm still kind of surprised that people who grew up in Boston would be surprised by this. Now, I think that one of the main things, before I even get to it, perfect example of why, because you just said, Brian, everyone, everyone has racists. Mm. You know, it happens everywhere. Right. Sure. Why does Boston get singled out? Because it's a big market. They have a they have a bad troubled history. Yeah. And we have to acknowledge the fact that the history is real mm-hmm. and that the people that perpetuated that history are still alive today. Their kids are still alive today. Right. And when you grow up isolated from a certain environment, you might not grow to learn what's right and wrong and you may think that what you're saying is funny, but it's not funny. And you have to sort of be taught that along the way. The reason I think that Boston still gets singled out and there's no better example to me of why than this from Kurt Schilling who didn't even grow up here, but this is sort of what you hear from people in Boston who just don't believe Adam Jones. Schilling said uh, on a webcast transcribed by the New York Daily News this week, I don't believe the story, given the world we live in, I don't believe it for this reason. Everyone is starving and hungry to sit in front of a camera and talk and be social justice warriors. And if a fan yelled loud enough in center field for Adam Jones to hear the N-word, I guarantee you we would have heard and seen fans around CNN or MSNBC They would have found multiple fans to talk about what a racist piece of junk Boston is. And then he continues, if somebody did say it, we're going to see it, we're going to hear about it, and I would apologize to Adam Jones for doubting him, but until then, I think this is bleep, expletive, I think somebody is creating a situation. Now, Boston gets defensive about it. Nobody is saying that all of Boston is racist. That's a crazy thing to think. Right. Even Adam Jones just said that would be ignorant in and of itself to paint the whole city with a broad brush. Right. So people from Boston just need to stop thinking, you know, uh, people from other states say Boston's racist. Whatever. You don't live here. Right. You don't know people from Boston. But look, the history's there. Yeah. I grew up in South Boston. And you know what? There are still places in Southie, if you go to the right corners of Southie, where you'll see spray-painted on walls, spray-painted on train stations, spray-painted on mailboxes, the acronym KSW, which is Keep Southie White. Okay? And that is something that I grew up around. Absolutely. And until I got to high school and went to a public school, Boston Latin, and was around uh, other cultures, other races... I had no idea that this was a thing, that it was an issue, but I'd heard it, you know, and then you you sort of get around the culture and you're told by people within those cultures, hey, that's not okay. And if you're never taught that, if you never learn that, it's never going to change. And the the whole thing gets perpetuated and it gets passed down. I was was dating a girl in high school who had a Haitian friend. We used to hang out in Southie, and I distinctly remember, it's burned into my memory one time, we're walking down the street to my buddy's house, and there's these two 11-year-old girls. We were probably 15 at the time. These girls are maybe 11, 12. They're younger than me. And uh, we walk past them. They start sort of murmuring. I can hear them a little bit. But then they come outside their yard, and they yell, hey, get that effing N-word out of this town. And I didn't even know what to say. You know, because I'd never really encountered it like that, that sort of vitriol, that sort of hate, that level of hate where, and, and I'm thinking to myself, You're, where are your parents? And now, now um, I think back on it and I go, that's where they learned it from, yeah. from their parents. You know, so it, there is a problem. 
And and for anyone to think that this problem doesn't exist still, you're crazy. It's it is a little bit crazy. Look, the busing situation in Southie was the epicenter of it. So I grew up in a place where it sort of exploded from, you know. And those people, I was just telling Ashish last night at the Herald, those people who grew up during the busing situation in Boston, they're still alive. They still go to Fenway Park. They have kids. Oh, they yeah. go to Fenway Park. They get drunk. They say stupid things. I heard two weeks ago someone at a bar talking about the Boston Marathon. They say it doesn't really matter. The N-words always win. Okay? This is the kind of stuff that happens. And if you grow up around it, you hear it. But if you don't learn that it's not okay, you're going to keep perpetuating it. So that's why I don't doubt it all. Because, look, not everyone in Boston is racist. Absolutely not. And that's not what I'm trying to say. It only takes one a-hole in the whole group to right. say something like that, though. So if you don't believe Adam Jones, you're foolish. And you don't know. You don't know what it's like to grow up in this area. And look, Southie was mostly white when I was growing up. And if you don't have uh, people of other races, other cultures around you, you're never going to learn why it's wrong. You'll never learn mm -hmm. that. So that still exists. Okay, that still exists, and it's not everyone. Look, Boston is a progressive town. It's, Massachusetts, on the whole, is a blue state, a very liberal state. And we have people of all cultures and all races that live in Boston. But that doesn't mean that there's not that section of people that grew up in a time where it was really uh, 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 just this ridiculous time in history really overall yeah but in boston there was sort of this explosion of hatred that started with the desegregation of the schools and kids from uh, roxbury high school coming into south boston high school and also going the other way you know my mother had to transfer from south boston high school to roxbury high school and she couldn't finish because of the violence that she encountered i was telling ashish she had bricks thrown at her and couldn't finish high school because of that so there was hate going both ways but the hate existed and the reason that I say that it's not surprising that even in 2017, you know, people say, oh, in this day and age, look, anything that's this day and age, there's still stuff rooted yep. within our history and people who still are alive today don't that aren't going to change yeah. at this point in their lives. Now, we don't know the age of the person that shouted this epithet. We don't know uh, the, even the race of the person who shouted this epithet. Right. But am I surprised? No. No, not at all, because I hear it when I go out to bars in Southie and I hang out and, you, and you're at like a, an Irish pub in Southie and you got old timers that I've definitely heard say it. You, you hear it everywhere. And I think this is like a sign of discomfort for me because we're not talking about the game of baseball. Mm -hmm. We're talking about life. Right. I mean, this, this happens everywhere. And the fact that it's accepted I mean, it shouldn't be. And I love the fact that Adam Jones did come out and, you know, let out his feelings because my you have to. Yeah, perception is reality. Like, you, you look at it and you say, if somebody's going to say that to me, well, I can only speak upon it because I'm going to, you know, change other people's lives. And Adam Jones really resonated in me because I hear it all the time and there's always a discomfort to me. And I'm not even, you know, African-American. We're wrapping up hour number one here on the Sports Blast, ESP New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast. So I just heard that all night and then just caught something that caught my attention. Uh, I heard the N-word and 
I, I get certain reactions when you know someone says something clever or says something really, really stupid and ignorant. And last night it was not clever; it was really stupid and ignorant. So it caught my attention. And you know, by the time you look back, you can't tell who says what or who's doing what. So I just was like, okay, this is really. Uh, it's really how it's going to go down here. So, okay. And here comes Jones for the first time tonight. Adam Jones. It was uh, much appreciated by Boston Red Sox and uh, MLB getting ahead of it. And, you know, just uh, appreciative that action was taken and that not all, every, not, not, not that, not everybody uh, feels the same way as, as selected people. So it was, it was a much appreciated sale who works extremely fast. Um, Took his time and uh, let it relish a little bit, so I appreciate I appreciate the sentiments. Hour number two here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com, continuing with the Adam Jones discussion. Uh, he he was right about Chris Sale. Chris Sale stepping off the mound. I thought that was classy. I and, thought it was classy yeah. by Fenway in general, the Fenway crowd the following night, getting well, up and giving a standing ovation. Chris Sale, who's a really fast worker, yep. just like he was about to be ready, and then just was like, you know what, let me step off the mound. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he struck him out on three straight pitches. And then he, th- <laughs> and then he threw behind Manny Machado. Right. Yeah. Better later. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to, by the Chris way. Sale is a boss. He's like, all right, enough of this. Uh, yeah, Mark, you were saying in the break that, you know, we were talking about how other guys have come forward and said that they've heard racial epithets directed at them uh, in their time either visiting Boston or playing for Boston. David Price had mentioned that about a month or two ago. CC Sabathia said, hey, there's 62 black guys in the league, and we all know you get ready for that. When you go to Boston, you expect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up LeBron James. He had something to say on it that he had never experienced it. However, my counter to that before you get in on it is – that doesn't mean that that hasn't happened just because he hasn't heard it. No, P.K. Subban, mean, too. Yeah. P.K. Subban heard it. Anson Carter, when he played for the Bruins, went through the same stuff and, and spoke about it uh, maybe a year or two ago on the NHL Network. You know, these things happen. They happen. And, and I think that one of the biggest problems with this city is that we get super defensive about it. Yep. And we don't have to. Look, I was just saying to you guys during the break, you know, those people like Bomani Jones who want to say, Boston is a racist city. If you just follow up that sort of statement with a question, do you really, Bomani, do you really believe every individual in Boston is a racist? If you push them on that, they have to say no. No one's that ignorant as to think every individual who lives in one area is racist. Now, look, we can all look at the guy who said the N-word and say you're ruining our reputation as a whole here. Right. Because there is that history, and there are people who are going to say it. But that look, the person who shouts the N-word at Fenway Park is ignorant. But you're also ignorant if you want to call someone like Adam Jones a liar. Because that's just denying that racism exists and can exist in your town. Like, racism still doesn't exist in today's society, which it plainly does. And we know that it happens down south. Yeah. You know, it's almost over-inundated it, in the south it, to the point kinda, where... It's kind of accepted. Uh, and it's right. accepted. Right, exactly. right. but no say. one's going to get defensive and, about it down there. And now that Trump is our president, it's becoming more Well, there's it's overly... definitely given people uh, a voice to be right. able to validate their hateful opinions. Mm-hmm. But look... Anyone who thinks Jones is making this up for publicity, I'll say it again. You are a fool. This guy has been around the league for 12 seasons, has been successful in the league for 12 seasons. He's well-spoken in what? 12 years in, he's just going to decide to make something like this up? Makes no sense. Being ignorant 
isn't just ignoring what it might be like to be an African-American in this country. It's also ignoring that there's still an ongoing problem. Yeah. So Boston needs to get over it. Stop being defensive. Because no one cares that you're being painted with a broad brush. It sucks. But get over it. And acknowledge it. And try and do better as a whole. If you're offended by it, you should be. But try and do better. Look at Fenway Park. Anyone who doesn't believe Adam Jones, Fenway Park just laid down a whole bunch of new guidelines as to how to conduct yourself as a fan yep. with regards to uh, racist comments, homophobic comments, well, you and sexist comments. At the next night. Uh, Someone uh, got kicked out and banned for life. Because he, w he said it to another fan. Because he said yep. the N-word to another fan. Right. Now look, this is a new rule in Fenway. It shouldn't even need to be new. It, it should already have been in place, but... Well, actually, but it shouldn't even... Uh, it should go without saying. Right. It but shouldn't be me, explicitly said in the rules. If, if you're someone sense. out there that doesn't believe Adam Jones, then tell me why the Red Sox are lying for Adam Jones right. as well. Especially when not only a night later was there the incident where the guy uh, said the N-word privately to another person. I think he was speaking about the person who was singing the national anthem, who I, I think it was an African-American woman. There was an incident in 2013, same thing, Adam Jones was called the N-word, and a guy tweeted about it. He tweeted Adam Jones, Adam Jones responded to him. So there was that incident. So there's clearly a little bit of a history and a little bit of a pattern here. Yeah. So uh, there's really no reason to believe uh, or that Adam Jones is making this up. And even when he said it the first time, I believed him right away. I don't know oh, yeah. why. In, and it's not just a, a, you know, a Boston problem. It's society in general. These days, we live in a video or it didn't happen right. type world. And I was it's like, just oh, about to get on there, that There's issues. no video, so I don't know. But I, the, uh, there yeah. was video of the peanuts being thrown at him. So. Sure, yeah, but my yeah. overall point is... These days, we get, we can't just take someone at their word. Right. And look, that is one of the huge fundamental flaws in this argument in that racism, for as long as it's been around, has really required that people do little to nothing to stand against it. Mm -hmm. Racism can only be perpetuated because people don't do anything about it. And while society's been doing more, it's hard for people to know even what to do in that situation. We're not taught what to do in that situation. Even if you know morally what's right... It's never easy to stand up and say something. I don't care if it's 1915 or it's this era that we live in today with cell phone cameras. This day and age, it's like if something didn't get caught on camera, it didn't happen. Like you just said, Ashish. Or it wasn't as bad as if we saw it on camera. There's a perfect correlation here that I, uh, that I think works uh, with regards to, okay, racism and, say, a video of this guy saying the N-word to Adam Jones... Uh, and then you talk about domestic abuse in, uh, abuse in society, and then seeing the Ray Rice video. Yeah. We right. shouldn't need a video. Uh, we shouldn't need video evidence to know or believe that something was wrong or to make it worse just because we saw it to realize that something exists and needs fixing. Well, l look at uh, Philadelphia wide receiver Riley Cooper. He was at a concert, and he called somebody the N-word. I think it was a security guard. He said something like, I'm going to kill all the N-words in this place. A exactly Didn't he also right. use it like a lot during a game, too? Uh, he yeah, yeah, he always used it. And, and it goes back to where, where you come from. Right. You know, it, it's accepted sometimes, and it shouldn't be. But that's how they grow up, and it becomes part of their beliefs and morals and values. Right. Now, is it right? By no chance is it right. But when it comes down to you know uh, athletes putting up with that, I, I think fans have to realize that this this is off the field stuff. Like if a fan calls a player an N word on the field, you stand up for that player and you call out that fan. Sure. You but, but, Mark, it's like I said, it's it's not something that people really know what to do 
uh, in that sort of situation. Yeah, but you know, you know, you what? know what's right. If you're if you're the kind of person who you know if you're at Fenway that night, for yeah. for example, and you're in center field and you hear that, you know, if you if you're a white guy in the stands, you might know, hey, that's wrong. I I should say something, mm-hmm. but you're not always going to do it. You yeah. know, and 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 if you're an African American in the stands. You probably want to say something. You do. But then you kind of look around, and Fenway's mostly white people. And you go, you know what? I'm going to sit in my stands and keep my mouth shut here. And, that, and that's, that's one of those things. It, it gets perpetuated when people don't do anything about it, but we're not really taught as a society how to handle it when we hear something like that or when we see someone uh, being hateful based on someone else's race or culture or whatever. Yeah, but why, why did Martin Luther King, why did Rosa Parks, why do we celebrate their life? And the reason why because is because they stood against they it. They stood against it, and, and that's the way sh- society should be. Like, if you see something wrong, you stand against it. Sure. Like, you, you, you can't, like, oppose that it's going to be okay and accept it, that the fact that he says the N-word to, to uh, an African-American player on a baseball field, like, it, it, it just can't be accepted. It no, and, and it shouldn't be, Mark. But we do live in a, this sort of interesting time where some people in today's world think this is like post-racial era yeah. or something like that. True. But I hate to tell you, it's not. It just isn't. It can't be. Forty years ago, we had the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Forty years ago. Those people are still around. Mm-hmm. They're still alive. They can still perpetuate that message of hate if they want to, if they feel strongly enough about their hate. They will. So, I mean, it's acknowledging that it still exists and acknowledging that in Boston, while we're all defensive about it and we get offended when people paint a bro- uh, the city with a broad brush, that the whole city is racist, we have to sort of take a step back, take a deep breath and say, you know what? We know here that not everyone is racist, but we acknowledge that there's a connotation and a stigma with this city that comes with the territory because of our troubled past and you know fenway's doing something about it now they are and that is something uh it's not a lot it's not going to fix the issue well, it's showing that but it's something it's showing that it, it shouldn't be qual like it, it shouldn't happen it can't be accepted yeah and you know what accepted. the guy getting banned for calling another fan the n-word the other night it's a great, great you know what that's going to stop a couple people from doing it yeah. right that will stop some people from doing it now, and in most of my experiences hearing the N-word growing up or, or even recently just hanging out in Southie, you know what? It's never a white guy saying it to the face of an African-American. Right, it's behind the back. It's exactly, or it's just amongst themselves. You right. know, they think it's a joke. They think it's funny or something like that. When it's, it's not. Right. And what do you say to those people? You know, because you can tell them, hey, relax. They're going to turn right back and say, you relax. Right. You know, it's one of those things that you you just have to see it once or twice to to acknowledge, like, yeah, I, total be- I totally believe that there is one guy and a whole group of people at Fenway Park that might have just gotten drunk and done this and said yep. this and said these words. Because when I heard it, when I heard what Adam Jones said, I didn't go, oh, uh, he's making that up for publicity. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I thought to myself, 100%. Yep. That happened. Because what does he stand to gain by making it up? Absolutely nothing. nothing. And if you think, if you're of the, of the party that believes that Jones is doing this for publicity, I will say to you this. No one wants that kind of negative publicity. Right. No one even wants to bring it up to the point where now we're starting to see people come out of the woodwork about it. But it's not something that African Americans even want to bring up. 
because it, it it seems like they're giving power to those people who say it in a hateful way. I was telling you guys a story. I used to be a valet, all right? And I used to work with all, all types of people. We had Dominicans, we had Haitians, we had African Americans, and we had white kids from Southie who all worked together. And I remember, uh, I won't even name names, but I remember this kid from South Boston uh, coming up to an African American that I worked with and saying, you know, in a friendly way, using the N-word, thinking that it was friendly. He goes and, and runs off to go get a car. And this kid turns to me, the African-American, and he says, I hate when he does that. I said, why don't you say something to him? I don't want to cause any trouble. I don't want, if we work together, I don't want to bring that up. I, I don't want him to think I'm offended by it. Because look, uh, you know, Mark, we, we were just even discussing, you know, how African-Americans say it to each other. And I was explaining how... You know, it was sort of a reappropriation of the word, how African-Americans right. tried to reclaim that right. word right. and use it as uh, an empowering thing as opposed to a hateful thing. And when you sort of lend uh, that power back to uh, uh, someone who is spewing it for hatred, then you're giving up your power. You're, gi you're sort of giving that power back and saying, this impacts me, this affects me. And, it, and it's not something that people want to admit. Mm -hmm. right. It's not something that is easy to come out and say, which is why I give all the credit in the world to Adam Jones for doing it. Because guess what? The reaction was always going to be this way. There were going to be some people that believed him, but there was going to be a huge amount of people that also said he's making this up, which is just as ignorant as as the person who shouts the word you have to acknowledge that it happens that it's possible that one guy a, a bad apple in the bunch could spoil it for everyone but that that bad apple absolutely can exist in yeah. today's society still i don't care if it's 2017 i don't care if you didn't see it on video because i hear it all the time and i'm just telling you my personal upbringing i've heard it i've heard it from, from people where I grew up, I've heard it from people where I didn't grow up. It happens. It happens. So all you need is one. If you don't want to call the whole city racist, I don't blame you. You shouldn't. Not everyone here is racist. But it only takes one person, one a-hole to ruin it for everyone. And that exists. And that's a problem. It, and it needs to be acknowledged. It, it should be. And on a lighter note, um, NBA suspends Wizards Kelly Oubre for Game 4. Um, because of altercation with Kelly. Ooh. Boom. Boom. So he's out. He's out. Yeah, he deserved that one. Yeah, he did. That one was coming. Yeah. I don't but, think there's any surprise there. No, th there isn't. But, um, you know, I give props to Adam Jones, too. Like, you have to. Tip of the cap to him. A lot of people would have shied away and said, you know, I'm going to keep it to myself. But, you know, I think he wants to have an impact on society and in the city of Boston for the people that still feel that way. Yeah. So I think it's the right move to do. Look, and if you're someone who's offended by it, if you hear it and, and you think to yourself, you know, damn, like, wh why? Why does someone have to ruin our reputation? Right. Yep. You know, you should, you should be mad. That should be something that upsets you. You should also stand up for it. And but you it, should but it, stand up for but it. it. But again, uh, like we said, Mark, yeah. not everyone knows how to deal with it. True. Not everyone knows. Like, and, and even if you know what's morally correct to do in that situation, you're not always going to be, uh, and I hate to say it, you're not always going to be brave enough to stand up right. and shout someone like that down. You, you, you don't want to ruin the fun for everyone else by harping on those one Well, and, and some people just don't want to put themselves in a precarious right. situation with another individual right. who might be drunk. Or, or just in general, being ridiculous. Right. You know, and, and that's sort of one of the things. I said it earlier. Racism still exists and will always exist as long as people do nothing to stop it. Yeah. 
And unfortunately, all too often, racism happens. It occurs in various forms. And people don't do anything about it. Or they don't know what to do about it. Or even it. if they do know what to do about it, they, they don't have the gall to stand up right. and shout it down. Yeah. So, look, that's today's society. I'm not saying that we're not making progress. We are. We've come, we've come a long way since the 60s, the 70s. But to say that it doesn't exist anymore and to think that Adam Jones is making this up is preposterous. And, a and I, I would absolutely argue that point with anyone to no end. Adam Jones, for 12 years in this league, has never come out and said anything like this has ever happened to him until now. And there's no reason for him to make this stuff up because mm -hmm. no one wants that kind of publicity. And the fan, that's, the fan that said the N-word is just as bad for the people that are ignoring the fan. Just as bad. The people that ignore that fan for saying the N-word has uh, is in the same level as the guy that because said you're the indirectly enabling that behavior exactly by right. not doing anything you're basically saying oh yeah you can continue doing that right. no one's gonna yep. say anything yeah it's all good yeah uh, it's not right and it shouldn't happen all right six zero three eight eight three nine nine zero zero quick break here on the sports blast ESPN New Hampshire.